Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz, and whew, things are heating up. 84,000 at the G today to celebrate the militarization of the AFL. <laughs> what a great day it is. And of course, someone who loves all things military and all things uh, Aussie rules. It's his birthday. Happy uh, happy 69th Stato. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I, I just love the way you drop the years um, being kind. It's very nice of you. <laughs> yes, um, I do like everything footy and uh, ex-military man. So uh, it is a reasonably big day, but then it's the uh, old birthday as well. So it's uh, nice getting to 32. Ab- ab- hey, look, the BMI of, of the average 32-year-old, no doubt, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're a, you're, a, you're a worldly gent, let's say. <laughs> um, Come on. And how do you feel about this political climate election season is in in full swing? I couldn't even tell you what date the election is, to be honest. Um, Don't care. Uh, It's one of those things that you just go, it's all uh, offers of cash um, or promises to try and get in. Uh, John Oliver did a really good interview um, with a congressman and asked him the question what's the most important role of a congressman and they said to get re-elected and unfortunately that sums up politics so well and it's the reason why I have a pretty lack of interest in any campaigns to be honest. Yeah certainly uh, not a campaigner the old (laughs) Stato but I did want to get I did want to get your take on this one thing because um, the the right seemed to be running out of shit to attack so trans athletes in women's sports is a real big thing Mm -hmm. uh it seems to be it seems seems to really come to the fore this week and i know you got it you've had a bit to do with the the women's sports in your day and like i look at the the venn diagram of people who are saying we should keep trans athletes out of women's sports and also the people who are uh, saying, you know, the AFLW shouldn't have any funding. And, and it's just a big circle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, those people would piss on it at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? Because I think it's an interesting, interesting it's, it, topic. It's one of the most tricky questions that you can uh, um, try to work through. And I think it's a little bit too challenging a, a conversation to actually have on a fantasy podcast, I'll be honest. Well, it's disappointing. Um, did you happen to catch last week's show where we talked about John Jarrett's penis? Uh, I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I got a screenshot um, of the, the vision you recommended to us and put it up on the wall. So uh, I'm looking forward to the awards of junk time. Perfect. Uh, speaking of junk time, Cam, how are you? Yeah, here for the easy plus sixes, boys. But yeah. I'll tell you what, like, uh, when you're talking about uh, gaslighting and politics. Look no further than uh, Scott Morrison today with the, um, the the re-election of French President Emmanuel Macron. Uh, he's come in with the. Oh, I've always, you know, he's always been a great leader, and and I trust him. We're building a great partnership with them. Just after he'd completely thrown them under the bus by withdrawing the sub deal. It's a good 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 way to completely gaslight an entire nation. Too political? Uh, on to the footy. Too political. <laughs> um, there was there was footy. There was footy, footy this yep. week. Mm-hmm. There was. There was. <laughs> I don't know what's what's happened there, Cam? We were just having a good on good old conversation about John Jarrett junk time and. Um, well, I, I will France. say that I sort of avoided the, the political discussion points and Cam just dove <laughs> right in. I had, I had like two entry points there. It was either John Jarrett's dick or, you know, Scott Morrison, which are, you I, know, both are dicks. Can I, I say that I just think when we've been talking about junk time that you shouldn't be talking about entry points at the same time, Cam? There is only one good entry point there. 
It's a hot topic. John Jarrett's. John Jarrett's. Long time. Anyway, there was, there was football spread out over the 87 days of the week again this week, despite the lack of a Thursday night game. Whew. What did you notice, Cam? A few things, uh, actually. Oh, God. Jesus. I know. It's yeah, not it's, about France, is it? It's not about France. Uh, I've kept it, I've kept it local, but, uh, Dane Zorko, um, He's been playing off the halfback all wow. season. He's been really, really good uh, from Did a fantasy he? scoring ha- perspective. Has he? From a fantasy scoring perspective, absolutely. Bit up yeah, and go down. back. Has he? Yeah. Bit yeah. up and down. I think I th- still think he's been quite good. Hmm. Um, but anyway, he uh, shifted up the ground to accommodate for Kitty Coleman's return, mm-hmm. uh, which was something that was flagged pre-season and. No one was really sure if it was going to happen after he caught the injury, and you know Zorks was actually good from a footy perspective there. Um, yeah, it looks like it happened. So Zorks took a bit of a downturn, and it's probably just one to keep your eye on over the next few weeks to see if it continues. Um, and the the effect that it had further up the ground as well, with some of the you know your more ball winning types like Neil and Co having down game as well, could just be a coincidence. But it's one to keep an eye on. <laughs> Um, the second one, Nick Vloston, man, I can't remember what your mate's name is, Steve, who, who picked this up in the off season. Costa. Uh, Costa, man, he was on it. Hey, like Vloston is looking real good. He was intercepting everything, uh, this weekend and it looks like he's eating up a lot of the plus sixes back there in the, um, in the Richmond back line and could be, you know, sad times for people who have been playing. Daniel Rioli and getting those consistent scores off that half back. He seems to be gobbling up those um, cheap possessions, but also taking those contested marks, which has got to be good for your super coach game. Um, and then I guess there were a couple of others, just Josh Battle been really, really good all year, um, especially from a super coach perspective. But with Hayes going down with his knee, I reckon there's probably a risk that. You know, and we've seen it before with Ratten swinging Josh Battle around. I reckon there's a chance that he swings someone like um, he brings in someone like Tom Highmore, who had 29 and 29 possessions and seven marks in the twos this week uh, into defence and moves Battle to the forward line. So it could be just one to watch for um, Josh Battle owners. And then finally, I think everyone was. A few people were talking about, I guess, the who's going to be the beneficiary with Hall going out in that North Melbourne backline. And I'd suggest, even though McDonald went really well, I'd suggest it's actually too early to call still. So he went 90, North got pumped. Uh, the kickouts were a share between Aiden Corr and Taron Thomas. And it was... Yeah, I'd suggest it's inconclusive at the moment, but McDonald looked the beneficiary, but I'm not too sure yet. It's Taz Thomas. Taz? Have you just given up? <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah, Stato, what do you got for us? Well, actually, I'm going to reflect on something that you've actually done, Steve, to be honest. Um, and that's um, that sort of match-up um, chart that you actually put together during the week. Um, and we just talked about Nick Voston and how well he did. Well, if you look on the chart Steve did, and if you want to actually find this, uh, this is sitting in the Draft Doctor's Twitter account. Um, I think it's about six or seven posts down, and um, all depends how many beers Steve has. Might be about 24 down uh, later on tonight. Um, but the chart is very worthwhile, and I think you should pin this chart, Steve, to be honest. So we talk about Vloston. Um, massive score uh, on the weekend, 131 he got. Well, looking at the chart, Melbourne, general defenders, very good matchup. This is a perfect way. This is a system that you can use to look to stream players to get the right matchups and to find the ones you should field on a weekly basis because that's one of the questions we get all the time, week in, week out, I've got these three options. I need to field two. Well, this chart, uh, reading it, um, is a classic example of why teams go or why your players go well or poor. It's about the matchups against the opposition. Now, Port Adelaide, um, 
pretty poor start to the season, but general defenders are so bad against Port Adelaide. And I've actually felt that in other formats, uh, actually brought in a player whose first round happened to be against, as a general defender against Port Adelaide, and they are very, very bad. And unfortunately, those matchups work so well. So great work, Steve. It's one thing I noticed. I took it as a bit of a gospel this week, and it worked so well. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I put a bit of put a fair bit of time into it, and I know there's people who do similar. I know the scale of hardness from Cal. It's a great thing. I know you can get it on uh, DT. Oh, I forget what it's called. DT something and Daily, DFS Australia. DFS Australia. Yeah. No, no, there's another one as well, Cam. Um, and, and they do great stuff, but this is heavily customized to what I uh, think. Uh, so there's a few things that are more taken out. It is. It does prove pretty true, um, but I'd, I'd say there's a couple of things I've noticed, and it's one we're still dealing with small sample sizes. Yeah, it's it's six weeks into the season now. So say a player's missed three weeks or a month, uh, and they've only played a couple games, or they come back, you're still dealing with small sample sizes. So just be aware, uh, things can shift pretty dramatically for a player, especially one that's missed a couple games. Mm. Um, the matchups certainly matter, but I'd also say this is when teams start to find themselves in a bit of a flux, and we'll look at Port Adelaide being a perfect example. And I think one of the listeners even highlighted it on Twitter last week, that don't be shocked if you start seeing some changes if things haven't gone well for a team. Like, yeah, Connor Rosie, we've all joked about it, in the midfield again, straight CBAs, straight in the first centre bounce this week. Uh, absolutely lit it up. So he'll be claimed off waivers this week if he wasn't in your league last week. But I just think returning players, guys who haven't missed, like I look at St Kilda and, and they've had the super hot start to the season and there's some players going really well. Well, they're about to have a... Maybe not issue. They're about to have three best 22 players come back into that team. Now, that's going to have a ripple effect yeah. across that mm. team. So I'd certainly be cagey about, uh, and I think I highlighted Brad Crouch last week, so I'd just have, have some questions about what's going to happen at, at a team like that in particular, uh, who's about to have some players come back in. We know West Coast have just, it's been a revolving door of injuries and returning and all that sort of thing. So I'd just be a... Be attentive to, to what players are coming in and going out of teams as well as uh, the matchups because certainly role is just so important. We know any centre bounce attendances uh, really do pump your floor up a little bit. All right, waivers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I, I, I was going through the waivers and it seemed a little bit lean this week. Yeah, yeah. I think we had oh. a couple really good. Well, Cam, if you if you're feeling pretty happy about things, maybe um, you can kick us off. Let me start with the shallow leagues. So you, you so we're going again to go everyone. On. We're going to do shallow leagues and deeper leagues. Bit of a split. So yeah, shallow leagues. I've got two. So seventy one percent owned Heath Chapman uh, out with COVID protocols this week. Uh, but actually, it's been scoring really well and looks like a. You know, really good player for for Frio. It's probably a, an argument that could be said that someone like a Jordan Clark, who went completely bonkers this week with his highest score of the season, um, I think in both formats, uh, benefited primarily because Hayden Young and Heath Chapman were out. I, I think Heath Chapman could be a really handy D six type um, in most leagues. He's, he's he'll be available and and he'll be. Um, serviceable and the other one 79% so probably on the upper upper tier of a shallow league but um, Lockie Scholl uh, from Adelaide it looks like he might have cemented his place in the 22 finally and if that's the case um, he's going to be a really consistent scorer um, for the next for, for the year I would suggest and he popped out an 80 plus this week and, and has not looked terrible uh, playing then in the deeper leagues, 
Um, Kitty Coleman, 51% owned. Uh, we'd sort of flagged him a fair bit in the preseason, played off that halfback role as he trained in. Uh, I think he'll be available uh, unless people were, you know, behind him in preseason. I'd suggest he's sitting in waivers at the moment. Uh, Tom DeConing, it depends on how long Pitnet is out for, but he went 85 without him. And I, I think there's a world where he continues to main, you know, he maintains, a, a, you know, probably 75 plus role. And he could be a really good spec if you've got a, a forward ruck type player that you can shift from your ruck to your forward and then play him in your ruck. Um, then probably Billy Frampton is another one who has seen a role change. He's playing in defense as an intercept defender. And he looks, looks good. Looks great. Like mm. really good. Two weeks in a row, he's popped out 90s, 90s in that role. Yeah. Um, he's 37% owned. I, I, yes, the dogs are terrible going inside 50. So he had a bit more to gobble up this week, but I, I'd suggest, you know, he could be, if he's going to stick in that role, he could be a really handy sort of D4 type, type player for you. Uh, and then finally, I, I think it's, this is probably a little bit more speculative, but Javier Dersma, um, I think, <laughs> I th- that's the, what are you laughing at? Is that right? Javier. That can't be right. Yeah, it's right. They put out a video a few weeks ago of how to pronounce AFL players' names, and he said Javier. It's got to be right. a troll. Got to be a troll. Uh, so 53% owned. He slid heaps in the ownership, uh, percentage because they've been dropped. But, um, you know, yes, Port got up over the Waffle All Stars, but he's had a massive game in the twos on the weekend with 27 disposals and a goal. I'd be really surprised if they didn't call him up in the near future. Um, and he could, you know, as a mid, he's a mid only, yeah, but he could pop you out sort of. As an outside player, you know, an 80-plus average, which is actually kind of rare this year from a midfield perspective. I think he's heavier lend of you. Dear God. That's <laughs> shocking, isn't it? It was something I actually wanted to point out, and I, I sort of forgot to mention it. Um, we've seen such a shift in what we expected our top defenders to look like versus what they're producing during the season. Yeah. And intercepts are so important. Yeah. Uh, even in Dream Team. Really, it's, because those plus sixes just aren't there. It's so interesting that 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 is true and someone like Ridley isn't doing well. So you many know, dudes. So many dudes. It's it's just, it's who's the free man? So is Sicily, yeah. Vlostin, yeah, Billy Frampton, apparently. Like Nathan those... Broad is like lights Dude. out. Yeah, I, th- I thought he would get killed with Vlostin coming back, but he's still yeah. going great. Amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Good. good for them. Yeah. Um, what's happened to Essendon defenders? Is there a game, game style change with them? They've decided not to defend. Right. Yeah. That's actually it. Like they're ju- they're actually just uh, they're moving the ball a lot faster, a lot more handballs. Less yeah, marks. there's no there's less chipping in yeah. that defensive line. Less chipping and it's it's less uh, marking, more bring to ground, crumb, move it out. Yeah, yeah. Stato, what do you got for us? Uh, so I think I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, but Tom Atkins is still floating around in the mid-50s uh, range. So he's given us a 74, 76 and 80 from his last three, averaging 77. Um, there's two Melbourne defenders now, depending on the matchup, of course, but Jake Bowie, um, so so far this year out of his six games, he's given us a 125, a 78, a 72 and a 92 on the weekend. He is available in some leagues. Uh, Trent Rivers, who I've mentioned before, I think he's hugely talented player. He gave us an 84 this week, noting that they did have a good matchup on the weekend. Uh, another one, Lockie Schultz. Um, he's a bit of a boom or bust player. There's no doubts about that. But he's given us a 75, 99, and this week, 120. 
He was just massive. Um, had Kitty Coleman, of course, uh, I think he should be high on the agenda if he's available in your league. Like to see how real it is. Uh, interesting, they've got a bit of a bad matchup against the Swans this week. So he's, he's one I might stash if I can find him um, and just actually have a look before I put him on the field just with a poor matchup. Um, Kane Farrell, um, come back from his ACL. I usually like to take time, but he's only owned by 13%. Uh, forward mid, um, gave us a 74. He seemed to be roaming all around the ground. Was a bit of a difference with his, uh, disposal by foot. Um, this is in our deeps, of course. Uh, Jeremy Finlayson, uh, this is a streamer only, but a 76 and with a soft matchup, 116 in his last two. Uh, and also one um, that I've just liked for a long time, but he plays a real team role, which is a bit of an issue in fantasy football at times. But that's Tom Sparrow. He's just 46% owned. Uh, certainly worthwhile. A stream gave us a 94 on the weekend. Yeah, I looked at Tom Sparrow last week as a matchup. The, the mid forwards against Richmond is 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 pretty good, um, but again, he he's pretty locked into that rotations in the midfield. So uh, in a good team, that's always good. This is actually the time of year where I start to try to trade out some of my low end forwards and try to do two-for-ones to really upgrade my midfields. We're sort of seeing really strong trends. So you can stream an F4 and F5 on a regular basis easily or a D, D4, D5 pretty comfortably. So I try to pair up those low-end guys and um, just turn them into someone good. Like you might turn an absolute jag defender like Lockie Whitfield into a good one like Nathan Broad. <laughs> right? That could happen. Uh, anyway, on the waivers, I only had a couple in the shallow leagues. Uh, still, Blake Akers isn't super highly owned. He, he's floating around and, and doing pretty nice things. Cam Rayner, I think we mentioned 67%. I think Tom DeConing has to be your number one priority. Uh, with the ruck forward status, he, he he should play at least this week. As is he ruck one. forward? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yep. Jump on. So I'd absolutely get on that. Stick him in your forward line. Uh, Aaron Norton, love the matchup this week. Uh, Kitty Coleman again. It's a, I think Stato says it's a tough matchup, but uh, I just want to see how that shakes out. The second game's often tougher than the first. Mm. Strangely enough, uh, but yeah, it is a tough week for 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 um, waiver pickups. I might not even spend one this. And and look, your league's going to be different. Um, I'll certainly be hunting around for those Zach Jones types, uh, the Hunter Clarks, sort of, sort of the, the the players who get dropped. And um, I mean, Chad Wingard got dropped in my home league, sort of thing. Like you, you know, those players do yeah. get the pull from time to time. Um, the, so I'd certainly be <clears throat> keeping an eye out. I think we not, highlighted Sam Draper as well last week. He had a good matchup, and uh, he was he was pretty good. He ran out of gas, but he he was all right for a while. Just on the on the waivers, I think is it's interesting on the AFL fantasy platform, and not to you know throw a spanner in the works, but man, so I'm sitting at the top of the leaderboard, and I decide not to take anyone last week. And then off the waivers, and my priority didn't change. And so the intent is, obviously, if you don't take someone to have a look at who people drop and maybe you scoop someone up, but my priority was still 10 out of 10. And it's, what do you uh, mean? Yeah. Well, the priority didn't change. I, I, I so no, so I didn't no get one picked up anyone? No, it, people picked up plenty of people. Plenty why of people didn't went off the waivers. Priority didn't change. Really, really frustrating. So maybe keep if your strat is to do that, keep an eye on it and what? Up support. Are you set that, on reverse ladder order? We are set on reverse ladder order, but it oh. still should update post the waiver updating. I would have thought. I don't know who would As play that trash year. setting. Well, 
Well, it's a trash setting. Why would you play it? Well, I don't know. What other, what other setting is good? Enlighten me. Well, just rolling waiver. What does it start so with? So it doesn't reset every week. What does it start with, though? What do you mean? starts with reverse ladder order, doesn't it? Yeah, but we're fucking round six in. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. We need fab. Get fab. What's where is this? What is what, we're living in the dark age. Free agent auction budget. Ooh. Right. So it's like waivers, but you get a budget at the start of the year, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever it is, mm. and you bid on players instead of having a priority. So you really want uh, Connor Rosie last week, where you need to bid twenty bucks or fifteen bucks, but you lose that money if you get the the waiver claim. So. It's a, there's a bit of strategy involved. I, I can't believe we don't have it, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good call. Well, it's not an idea. It's it's, it's already... Well, like everything, we steal it from America, but we implement it five years after they do it. Yeah, listen it's up. Gotta be, it's got to be five years now, doesn't it? Listen up, Warney. Implements it in the off-season, mate. I think Warney's got enough problems, mate, with that fucking dog shit website he has to hey. go to bat for. That is he rude. Run it. It's Th- not that him. is not a nice thing to say about dreamteamtalk.com. <laughs> that Warney, that Warney goes to bat for. He, oh, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. The listeners even probably know what I'm talking about because our listeners are better than the dipshit public. <laughs> Hold on. What are you feeling all right? Firstly, yeah. you're having a, you're having a crack. You're having yeah, a crack who? at warning. I'm not. A... And so, no, you are. I'm putting Fucking, words in your mouth. Gas, You're going to listen. Is this gaslighting? Is, yeah, it are is. Are you Barnaby Joyce? <laughs> and, and secondly, uh, I've completely lost my thought. That's what happens when you hit 60 minutes. Se- secondly, he's, 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 talk, he's talking no, finally no, of the st- listeners. He's starting to be, yeah, he's starting to be nice to the listeners. <laughs> Love the There's, listeners. Um, you, the old listeners, could, not the new Cam, ones. Cam, could you cut off the connection and get the real Steve Fizz to join? Please? <laughs> All right, we're going to do our ISO draft, the top 10 screen penises we've ever seen in our life. It's what? definitely... Did we... Do you remember... Um, mm. What was that movie with uh, John C. Riley? Where is the Walk Hard? Is it? What's that movie called? Might be Walk Hard. It might be Walk Hard. Yeah, yep. big, big old dick in that. Anyway, trade targets of the week. <laughs> what? Trade targets of the week. We are looking at players who might be undervalued, who you can pull the wool over their eyes. Certainly, no win wins here. We are going for the hot dub. Stato, you love a hot dub. What do you got? I'm going for Taz Thomas. So we're talking 49-49-52 in his three games this year. He has just got a bit of stank about him at the moment. He's not getting the time, but he has been injured. There's a chance an owner will be going, this is not what I paid for. Yeah, he's already he's already been traded in my home league. There you uh, go. And, and so it's definitely on the cards, I'd suggest, that... He was. I was so close to putting him as my burner. Oh, really? Like I, yeah, I I didn't buy into the hype. I was really concerned. He did average a hundred in the last eight games last year. Yeah, but it does, the last eight games don't always influence the next twenty. No, I, I understand that, targets. but it, that's a damn good run. Yeah, it's super good run. Um, you know what? I, I agree, Cam. Well, I ooh. agree, and I reckon I fucked up in my process pre-draft. Yeah, okay. Did you did you draft TT? I draft him. I've got I've got him in the home league and I've just held him, held him, held him. And every week I look at it and I go, I could have dropped him and picked up X. I could have dropped, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. But I look back at the pre-draft process and I'm sitting there going, you know what? If you're just a forward, you've got to be in a really good team or getting center bounce attendances or doing something like, and I know he's a special player, so I don't, I don't want to take that away from him. But it, we're talking about fantasy football, and it's so hard to be really, really relevant on a week to week basis if you're not in a really good team, not like the one out forward, or not getting midfield minutes. And they brought in midfielders, like that's what they did. And it's 
that's my bad. I really wear that. I fucked up. Yeah. You did. You did. So, <laughs> we all agree. I'm not sure. So, I will sell him. I'm, do I have him? Oh, man, I'll sell him. I don't, yeah. Oh, I'm, man, I reckon he'll get dropped. I reckon he'll get cold dropped. Yeah. Right in leagues. In, in a, I'd suggest in a four bench league, he's gone. It's better out there. And the opportunity is still there. Like, the upside is still there. So, you can hopefully trade him. But it's like, you know, I was trying to talk to someone this week and it's like, you know, if you're selling someone and someone's going to buy that person off you, both of you agree that they have upside. Yeah, absolutely. That, and right. And so you have to, they're, they're going to offer you something that is under what you think they're worth almost a hundred percent of the time, because you think they've got the upside. It's a, it's a challenging sell. I reckon he's, yeah, I reckon he's cooked, but yeah, I'd, I think there's a. I can see your point stated that he could be worth a buy. Oh, he's an easy buy because yeah. someone will give him away for like anything at this yeah. point. Mickey, I'm coming for you, mate. Uh, for Taron Thomas, excellent. Hickey, Mickey, Mickey, Hickey's an interesting one, isn't it? Laddams did well against Max Lynch. Nothing. Yeah. Well, they got they got him in in to be. Um, the the main Ruckman, but there was no way you could give it to him at the start because Hickey had produced so well the year before. But at 31 injured, I think there's a bit of in and out for Laddams for probably this season, but I think he's got the mantle next year and they'll just let him run with it. Looked awesome, to be honest, today, even though it was against no one, but he was doing the stuff around the ground you want to see, which is... Um... Yeah. He hasn't played anyone yet, so that, that yeah. it's when when he goes up against uh, Gorn and Jackson, we find out what his metal is. But I, th- I think he's, I, I think he's a better fantasy player um, than he is a true dominant ruckman. But I don't think the Swans have ever had that. I just think they want him to play their role. So I think that's why he'll keep on playing. But I mean, I would have never thought Pitnet was the competition leader um, for hit-out to advantage. Yeah, yeah. Never in a million years would I have thought that. It's hard to believe Stato hates Canadian legend Mike Pike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're after yeah, a buy, is it a buy target? That's what we're after? Yeah, we're after a buy target. We don't want to, no one cares about the sell target. We want the buy, the hot buy. The hot buy, and this is going to... I can't wait to hear what status is about me talking up a Geelong player, but oh, here we go. Uh, are you going to say Mitch Duncan? No, Cam Guthrie. No, who? Zach Tui. Oh. Yep, exactly. So that's the that's the exact response that I'd expect from an owner as well. It's sort of like a oh, yeah. You know, but there's no attachment to them, and the reason why I think it could be really good is that after getting pumped. Last week, the Cats shifted him to a less accountable role in defence and he pumped out 125 in AFL Fantasy. He, like, he looked really good just playing the, as you know a loose seagull in defence. That could change, but they did dominate this week against you know North or whoever they played. But there's a, a world where he continues to play that role and it becomes really lucrative. Um, and he's... This year been awful until then. So you're not going to have to pay much to get much out of it, would be it. I yeah. remember copping so much shit for liking Zach Tui in the preseason. And to be honest, it was warranted until this week. It's been, he's been terrible. He's been like, I, I oh, have him. Who, and who's, averaging, just... who's averaging more, Zach Tui or Lockie Whitfield? Lockie Whitfield. I haven't done the numbers. It's definitely. <laughs> 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 it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like it. It can't be right in Supercoach. It cannot be right. Has, it has to be right. It has to be right. Zach Tui's been nowhere. He's been completely terrible. You say that, man. I've I'm on it. Fucking, I'm on I've it. Got keep keep going. I'm in in, in Supercoach. In Supercoach only. All right. Yep. I'll look it up. Keep going. 
Uh, again, I'm on um, I'm on team by Matt Crouch. I just he's free. Really? He he's cheap. I know the time on ground isn't there. They were up against such a hot midfield this week. I I'm there. I'm completely there. Uh, he should cost very, very little. So uh, I think without Sloan, it's they they sh- they they'll win games. Did they win this week? They won. They Fuck, did. They're fine. Yeah. Oh they're my fine. god! <laughs> it's not a good matchup. I, I'll be honest. It's not a good matchup this week against the Giants. Maybe you want to wait a week, but I, I'm still on Team Matt Crouch. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you think uh, what are you going to say, Cam? What are you going to say? I just saw Lockie Whitfield's average in Supercoach. Holy shit! That is atrocious. Oh, it is. No. What do you reckon it is, Stato? You, uh, yeah, because sadly I own him. I think it's uh, 75 or something like that. That is kind. His oh, average, his average is 66. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is, no wonder that I've is been plummeting fu- down the ranks. That's properly fucked up. That's a... Uh, so he's... Uh, so let me think. 97, 99, 111, 104, 92, 66. <laughs> I'm winning games with this bag of shit. That's Wowee. That's how good my streaming is. He's fine in AFL Fantasy, but he's dog shit in Supercoach. Yeah, wow. Like, unrosterable. That's... His disposal efficiency must be just... 65% for a defender? My God. Yeah. Defenders need to be like 80. Yeah. Tough times for Lockie Whitfield owners like me. Mm. Thought you got a bargain in the third round, didn't you? You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the Twitter questions. Declan, will Lockie Ash eventually come good in a keeper? Absolutely. I would think so. Yeah, somewhere along yeah. the way. But the, the biggest problem with GWS, and they've got about three or four that are on the fringes. They've got so many good midfielders. So who, who's the one that's actually going to play as a permo mid? That's the real issue. Even the gun, so even Kelly sits on a half-forward line. So that that's the problem there. So um, sometimes, and I've invested way too heavily in GWS players in a lot of formats, um, and to me in a draft league, they're a, probably a sell, most of those at the moment, while they've got really good names. And you can you can actually get a decent two-for-one uh, bid for those guys, um, to be honest. But Lockie Ash, look, I'd be patient because I think he's bloody good enough. But what's his role going to be? If he's just playing a... Um, accountable role, or is he just going to play as an outside wing? He's not going to be there. But if he gets back on that halfback flank, he'll be a magnificent player. I I actually think the opportunity is to wait until you got to hold anyway because he he probably does come good. But uh, I'd suggest Leon Cameron doesn't make it through the year and there's, has to go. Yep, and has so there, to go. There is a massive world where similar sized world. But a massive opportunity where um, that team is completely shaken up, and Lockie Ash is one of their core midfielders. Like that, that could happen. Um, I would definitely be holding. It seems like it, the sort of perfect sack him the week before they have the buy. Yeah, that that man is he's cooked. That yeah. that team's quit, just straight up quit. Good, fuck him. Uh, Cam, because we can really get some mileage out of that. Uh, you remember that? Do you see that? What was that that Austin Powers where he's wheeling the things down the hallway? That is going to get all the run. No? Nope. He's not? Yeah, no. absolutely. Cam Hawkins <laughs> asks, Cam Hawk, the superior Cam, is Jack Higgins worth a punt? Absolutely. Has Rao been released? Um, no, he just played one good quarter. So he got 35 quarter one. He he made 79 for the rest of the game. So he played the last three quarters like he'd been playing the last six rounds. 
last five rounds because he was very good against West Coast. But let's face it, it was half a waffle team. Mm. I do just want to talk. Oh, he did outscore Noah Anderson in Supercoach, by the way. Um, I did just oh, want to God. quickly talk about uh, the Gold Coast Suns Anzac jerseys and the strange bidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was some strange. I don't know what's happening now. I wish I could update it, but uh, there were some strange bids. Maybe a troll was coming in at the third highest price. Uh, Guernsey, Stato, Guernsey, Guernsey. Uh, yep. And 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 like no one had bid on. Uh, like Jack Bowes was one hundred and seventy dollars. Who's the bloke that still works at Macca's that you're talking uh, about? Sandy Brock. Sandy Brock. He'd been bid on same $150 for the jersey. Sandy Brock had a bid. Might have been his mum and dad. I don't know. No one had bid on Darcy McPherson at $150. Remember, we had Darcy McPherson ranked as a top 10 forward like two years ago. Yeah. Jeez. A good way to get a cheap cheap jersey though, isn't it? $170 for... There's the like 130 bucks anyway. It's pretty good. Oh, wow. Well, who knows? Okay. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and is Darcy Parrish just getting warmed up? Well, he's certainly had to warm up his ankle today. It didn't look so good. So he copped yeah. an ankle niggle, but he, he played it out. But I'd maybe be patient on that. I, I don't think he's getting warmed up. I think he just turned up for the medal game, to be honest. Loves a, loves a bit of hardware. Hmm. Uh, Dano asks, how far did Callum Mills slide in your drafts, boys? Now, oh. I was going to cut you off here because Dane's in our home league. Uh, he also runs the Supercoach Co-Captains podcast. Loves coming into the comments for a victory lap, does Dane, because ah. uh, he has probably got the best team uh, despite not sitting first or second, but he has got Callum Mills. Yeah. Um, I think we all had him in the top ten, didn't we? Pretty sure we did. No, I think I think we slid him. We really slid far. him at the end. Yeah, we slid did him we? Oh, because, because of that, the the injury, the, the injury. Yeah. So, as much as uh, the super coach co captains love pissing on other content creators, and and we know they do, they think they're very uh, <laughs> clever with that on uh, the twitters. And I'm sure Dane will have a little giggle at that. Uh, come on, man. He was injured, like, at the end. Come on. I uh, I, I think he went, like, round five in mine. And, oh, and, wow. Yeah, he, he slid really far. And and the same guy is now offering me him for Andy Brayshaw this I, week. I, and I'm like, I, oh, oh, no. I, th- I think um, salary cap impacts drafts that way, too. Because anyone that's missing week one or week two, you sort of, you know, the first couple of weeks, you, you sort of don't select them in your team, so you get mm. a bit cooler on them. So I think there is an impact that happens that way. And what people forget in a in a draft, you're buying that player for the whole season, so the output. And, yeah, it can be on the bench for two weeks, but while he's averaging, you know, 108 to a... 115 for the second half of the season. That's when you got the big C on him. So the the thing with Callum Mills, and because I was looking into it after the guy offered me Andy Brayshaw for Mills, right? And the reason why I wouldn't do a deal for Callum Mills at the moment is his time on ground is not increasing. So the, no. con- the concern is that he came in undercooked and I kind of thought that he would, over a few weeks, increase his time on ground because his fitness comes up to par, and it's not happening yet. And, yeah, he pumped out a massive score this week, but it was against Hawthorne, who we know yeah. are very good for mids. So it's like a a bit of a, a, a pause on, on trading for him. They're, they've got a lot of mouths to feed, Swans. Yeah. They've got so many players coming through, and doesn't Errol look good? So good, yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Cam. It was a good matchup. But also I want to talk about draft strategy, and we sort of always say it is is like play a straight bat but balance out your risk. And I think those guys who have a niggle in the preseason, well, you can take a victory lap on 
uh, Cal Mills, and that and that's fine. Like I, I would do the same thing. But if you were the Aaron Hall drafter, well, you're not taking any victory laps this week. No. If, well, it's if like, yeah. If you're the Dane Zorka owner, you're not taking any victory laps this week. Tyler like Adams, the- things aren't going well. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like I took Sam Doherty in our home league, and well, he was a risky pick because he was coming off what had happened in the preseason. Well, he's the number one defender or close to it. Well, that's not me being a fucking brilliant analyst. It's just like we balanced out the risk, and that's how it, the draft board fell. No, that's we good- agree you're not brilliant. Yeah. Definitely well, not. Oh, well, my, well, my my listener league uh, record would would agree with you, Stato. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, Both it's of them. Re- on on the strategy piece. So the guy in my league who's got Callum Mills, for example, he also took Laird, and and so both were you know not great to start the year, and he's he's yeah. ninth. He's yeah. ninth. Like it's yeah. like well, you know, we're six rounds in, he's ninth. He's got a fair way to claw back if he's going to make finals at this point. Um, but his team is great, but he, he accepted far too much risk in the early rounds. Oh, that's weird. That sounds like uh, someone else I know from last year. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the questions. House asked, what to do with Lipinski and Caldwell? Both have been crabs, trade, oh, drop, yeah. or wait and see if they get DPP. Uh, you Lipinski got... got it, so maybe in, AF, in Ultimate he hasn't got it yet. Is that... Yeah, yeah, I think I think Caldwell will come as well. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, he'll come. I'm I'm still not sure. I hope he does. I'm an owner, but I, I he looked to be playing on ball. Um, and oh, not look- much, not much today. Um, yeah. I'd love to see CBAs, but it'd be twenty percent if he was lucky. Yeah. So I, okay, but yeah, Lipinski, I think. Uh, Ultimate footy DPPs are this week, so he'll probably get it then. Yeah, they absolutely are. Major Van Bam, will TDK get full ruck time with Pitnet out? Was Coleman any good or only against Gold Coast? Kennedy season at halfback for GWS. No. Oh, that Kennedy thing is interesting. I wouldn't think so, but, uh, you know, there might be something to it. He bobs up every now and again. Yeah, he does. He he he, he's king for getting one or two good scores in a row and then going back to fifties. But it's I, I, interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm 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 really keen to see Kitty play against the good opposition. Sorry, I'll correct that. Correct that. Correct that. Um, lifelong fan. Uh, a a uh, a forward line that doesn't give away so many points. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. I was actually spitballing this, and instead, as a lifelong Taswegian, you might uh, <laughs> agree that if Tasmania gets their own team, yeah, they actually also have to take on North Melbourne, but maybe station them out at like Zeehan or something. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit uh, of West Coast. Probably. Yeah, the superior Love the West, West Coast. Coast. Yeah, but we won't get an AFL team based out of the West Coast. Nah, it seems. Yeah, Good home ground that. advantage to take them out to Queenstown on the gravel track, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd love to sing the song with the locals afterwards, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, will TDK get full ruck time? Stato, your boy, TDK. Yeah, I think he does. Um, I don't know who they've else they've got in the shed to be honest but I um, I wouldn't have thought it might have been the case um, if it just happened between rounds but he showed he could hold it uh, and played quite well so I think they'll just back him in there's not it's pretty it's pretty dire there so they've kind of got this Alex Murkov guy um, yeah. there's Pittenet Tom DeConing and then you've got Dominic Aquai 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 and Lewis Young, who has been playing as a defender, so probably TDK. Yeah, absolutely. Get around it. I think it's absolutely worth the risk. Reese asks, Higgins, Rosie, Schultz and Ainsworth are all on the waiver wire. What order would you rank them? Rosie, 
Higgins, uh, Ainsworth, Schultz for me. Yeah, I'll probably just swap Schultz and Ainsworth. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Surly asks, given how shit the Dogs versus Crows game was, should the inferior rat be banned from ever hosting an AFL game again? Unbelievable. Uh, only if it can go to the superior rat. <laughs> A rat hosts. Uh, yeah, that sounds Look, good. There's Keen. a good ground. It's a big ground up at Ararat too. Decent size. I think they should come down to Warnable. No? I think you might be the only one that thinks that. Yeah. We might be heading up to the uh, next game in the inferior rat. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, who's playing there? Well, obviously. Sons. My, my you're an owl. <laughs> uh, really? Daniel also says you're going down, Stevie Fizz. Well, I'm fucking last, man. Like, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> down already. I'm down. I'm down. I'm going to be doing... Jono's <laughs> floated that I should do that uh, McDonald's 24-hour burger thing. I'm here for it. Uh, well, our McDonald's isn't 24 hours, so, you know. I mean, that just gives you more incentive to eat more cheeseburgers, man. Is it cheeseburgers or Big Macs? I don't think it should be Big Macs for anyone's it heart. Be. It should yeah. be. That's no good. <laughs> All right. Um, Liam, uh, this is a long one, man, so I'm just going to get into it. This is on Facebook, and he sent us a message. This isn't even a tweet. Hey, boys, got one for you to discuss on the pod. Hopefully it gets in on time. Yes, Liam, we're here for it. It's the last one. Sparksy in our league, or Owen is he is known at the moment, Owen 6 to start the season. He has fallen from grace after winning the flag in the first year, albeit an asterisk flag after usurping the original commission on the day of our first draft when he was too cooked to run the draft, sadly an annual occurrence. I know what you're talking about. As the commish, he would block trades that didn't service the narrative that we wanted for his team. (laughs) God bless him. Would approve trades that helped his agenda. Peaking when once, when a trade was agreed upon by two players, he delayed the trade for the entire day, then counted said trade and approved the counted trade two minutes before <laughs> lockout on a Friday night. Jeez. Oh, my God. Infamous, infamously known in our league as Gorngate. My question is, in your expert opinions, should his flag even count, considering his lack of coaching skills have been exposed and he has been rendered useless without his commission powers? And what is the lowest and most corrupt thing you have? This fuck. This has got to be it. Like, it's bad. Yeah, that oh, is bad. Keep up if, the great work, fellas. If Love this stuff, is Walshie. if this is fifty percent true, um, then that's a shocker. It's pretty good, uh, especially just having having all the power and then you know throwing your weight around with it. That's pretty significant. But yeah, uh, have you guys done anything that's been you know in any league? That is probably not morally or ethically yes. right because yes, I have. I, I I a few years ago and it's it's down in law in in my league. We had a player that had just joined, and I completely I traded him uh, Stuart Clark for Brent Stanton. Who Brent? It, there was a period at the start of the year where it was like. Stuart Clark had scored 85 in two games and Brent Stanton was on, you know, an average of 70. I was like, oh, I need a mid and you need a forward. So why, why don't we do that sort of thing? And Stanton averaged 100 and something for the rest of the season. Jordan Clark, oh, Jordan Clark, um, Stuart Clark retired, <laughs> you know, like midway through the season. It was, yeah, it's definitely. I've never, well, I've never heard of Stuart Clark. He was a, you know, Geelong forward. Yeah, pretty ruthless. Yeah, what have you guys got? What's your, your morally or ethically? Who have you taken advantage of, and what was it? Yeah, Stato? I can't think of one off the. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I'm oh, sure sorry. I've spent a little bit of time. The other one, the other one, um, and it was recently actually. The other week, um, I got uh, Callum Mills for Laddams and Warple, the keeper. 
Yeah, it's a keeper league, mate. So let's yep. see how so that it plays that's out long term. You know, you know the key thing about that because it's just a bit of a fun comp. Um, but not, I've always not fun wanted for me. <laughs> I've I've always wanted to do a live trade, and every single time, I, so I'm ready to go. I'm just going to trade. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You guys know me. I'm a win-win guy. I'll I'll give everyone. I've given up Bond, Matt Crouch, um, God knows who else, Sam Doherty. Jared Lyons has steak knives to Jono, um, which is just ridiculous. That's before he become a good player. Um, but never been able to nail a live trade. So I thought, you wanted him? All right, you have him. What do I need? I need a ruck and I want a replacement mid. No one's hot on Warport at the moment. Bang, got a live trade done. So it's content. It's fantastic. Yep, we'll write it up to content. It's, no, no, it's fantastic, mate. At the end of the day, let's. This is a keeper league. You, actual, you might think it's a good result. You might think right now that you've won the trade, but it's only going to be time that tell. Now you might be right, it's, but if I end up having a, a, a hundred scoring ruckman and a ninety-five averaging uh, mid need. out of it, and you've got a bloke that. Uh, is in and out with injuries, but when he's on, he he bursts. Then you might say it suits your comp, but I've done exactly what I needed to do: give a consistent midfielder in. So as soon as um, Mitchell and um, what's his name, John, uh, are out of there, which they tried to get out, then I know what his role is going to be. He's getting taught a few lessons this year, but he's going to be better for it. For sure, he's going to be excellent in the VFL. He's not going to be a VFL player, mate. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. There you and go. Stop, state, stop, state stop, a, stop allowing your bias on the point of view to, to reach out, mate. At I, the moment, mate, I, I think if, if, will be. if your bloke goes well for eight rounds a year and then has the next six months off. I mean, we can talk, we can talk speculative, but he's got the but track he's a top, he's a, he's a, he's a top eight mid. Correct. He's an absolute ripper. Yeah, correct. Stato's revamp lyrics to uh, Billy Joel's You May Be Right. Uh, well done, Stato. <laughs> it's not a rhyme to be seen. It's, no. Uh, um, yeah. uh, the ethical thing I did wrong, uh, what happened one time was I was I was coming dead last in the home league, and I think I'm pretty, feel, pretty, pretty sure I finished dead last. Um, but what happened was you put in your waivers, put in your waivers Sunday night when the game's finished, Um they did clear Tuesday, but this one week, for whatever reason, it just opened up on the Sunday night, and I just went hog wild. I'm like, man, I'm fucking claiming dudes. Turned over, um, I think it was three or four dudes, um, and just turned them over as free agents. Uh, and then once everyone keyed on, and re- and someone else did as actually it was Dane who did it because he's shifty as fuck too. Um, and and the the it just went through the 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 movers and shakers like Jono and, and Costa, and and they all told me I was a bag of shit and all this sort of thing. But I was I was desperate. What was I gonna you know? <laughs> and um anyway, so overnight Supercoach reset and those players got put back into my team. Oh. Um, but there was a lot of angry DMs and all. The 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 funny thing was. I put all my waivers in and I got them all anyway. So it wasn't like I was this, it was like this big power move or anything like that. It was just, um, you know, I was just an idiot, right? Yeah, we agree. Absolutely. And all the listeners do too. That's all we have for this week. Thank God. There's only, what, 17 weeks to go? God, that was an hour I won't get back. No. <laughs> How was that beer you nursed? I, I'm, I want another one. <laughs> I've been trying to wrap you blokes up. Well, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who went on for 20 minutes about yeah, his brilliant James Warpens, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy Should birthday, Stato, though. Hope Thank you, you very much. Happy you have a good yeah, one. I'm, I'm glad we spent it with you. I'm sure you feel better yeah, for I, it. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, Where are you at the minute? <laughs> oh, I'm actually in Darwin. Oh, cool. Um yeah, so it's the first time in a month I've been home. Um, so I'm actually a happy little camper. 
All right. Or maybe you won't be tempted to go for a walk in a river tonight. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, we'll see you next week, listeners. Thanks for tuning in on this very lovely Tuesday. Unusual. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.